Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The home and road goals, uh, I was kind of breaking those numbers down. It, it shocked me. I, maybe it shouldn't have. I mean, it's, you're always going to score more at home, you would expect. But like 1.6 goals per game at home and just under 0.6 goals per game on the road, shut out in five of the seven. They mostly came in a bunch in the snow in New England. So short of, um, you know, snow in May in Montreal and an orange ball, which seems to jumpstart everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you working on this week to change that? Because I'm sure you're more aware of all those trends than I am. Yeah, again, I think, you know, it's, you, 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 we work on all phases of the game, actually, because you can score goals on the road, but if you concede more than you score, then you're working on defending, right? So it's, it's never one or the other. It's, it's always everything. Um, again, I think uh, the last game and a half, uh, our mobility in the attack and our structure in the attack has been much better and given us um, opportunities to score goals. And, and then I think it's really the decisions uh, when we're in the final third. And again, some of the things that we worked on today, we'll work on tomorrow. Um, it really comes down to once we're in that final third, you know, are we crossing it? Are we, are we circulating the ball to create a numerical advantage on the weak side once we're there? It's a decision. Do we cross it? Do we come back around to the, to the other side? Um, and so really we, what we've been working on is uh, an understanding of cues um, to look for in the final third to create the best chance on goal possible. And at the end of the day, um, there's so many variables that go into that. Obviously fatigue, the other team defending, um, them being better at defending than we are attacking on the day. Um, but that doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't alter what we do during the training week, which is always focus on those um, phases that give us the best opportunity to score goals. Montreal has won three in a row and six out of seven. Uh, there are teams in Major League Soccer who will be really good and never hit a streak like that. What are they doing that they're in such an awesome form and getting such great results? Yeah, no. Uh, the one thing is they're very disciplined um, and on both sides of the ball. You know, defensively they do a really good job with their with their structure to deny you know attacks down their flanks or or central penetration. And and what we've seen is a lot of uh, teams' ability to move up the field have really come from second second balls, ironically or strangely enough, um, and and not real clear. Um, Builds to where you're breaking them down centrally or, or in the wide areas. So defensively, they're really organized and they have a great uh, desire uh, to win that ball back. Not always higher up the field, but as a group, they're, they're all on the same page. I think offensively, um, you know, they play with three um, and all three center backs are really comfortable on the ball, 
which at times make it very difficult to press. Um, and if you decide to press, they have great mobility behind uh, the back line. So um, if you're stretched, they'll play between the lines. If you're compact, they'll play over the lines. And their movements to get behind lines is really, really good. So, again, it's no secret, it's no surprise to me that they've, they, they've been in such great form looking at their film uh, because everything they do, they do really, really well. And so for us, um, the understanding that in order to go to Montreal and get a result, we're going to have to have a really focused performance on both sides of the ball. You can't do it with just defending, and you're definitely not going to do it with just attacking. So um, it's really about concentration, discipline, and organization for us. You talk about moments in the game of soccer, and I don't know if people read too much into it and, you know, reporters want a story and all that. Does, uh, with someone like Brody, who isn't in a position that scores a lot, not a guy who scores a lot, and he works forever and then gets a goal in that moment, does, can everybody ride that wave? I mean, it's obviously important to him, but does it affect the mentality of multiple guys or everybody? It, it definitely does. You know, I think coming back this week, uh, you know, the, the mood of the group um, has been um, very, a very confident, um, a, very, a, a group that's full of belief. Um, and it really hinges on that one moment, right? Because if he doesn't score that goal and we don't win the game, then the mood could be changed to a different type of feeling when you come in on, on, on Tuesday. So I, I think moments define games, um, not halves, not 15-minute blocks. It's, it's really about moments that change the games and, and moments in front of the goal for us and moments in front of our goal. You know, do we, do we make, does Zach make that save? Um, and so the, the, I think it is, it is a battle of those moments, and we were fortunate at the weekend to, to take that and, and to your point, it's infected the group in a, in a, in a way that, um, you know, if he hadn't taken advantage of that moment, we probably wouldn't be in the same place. Thanks, Pablo. Yep. All right, we'll move on to Ethan. Uh, Ethan, your line's open. Hey, Pablo. Uh, thanks for your time today. I'm, yep. I'm looking through the schedule, and I've, I've come to the realization that I think you guys are, are still undefeated at home, technically. You've got one draw and, I believe, three wins at home this year. Um, the team looks to be extremely efficient at home, especially coming up in big games, big moments, getting big goals. Now, given all of the injuries that you guys have sustained throughout the year, and also the the, the fact now that we're looking with like a, a bit of time without Demir Krylock in the starting lineup, do you feel that at least at home going forward that this kind of uh, ability to continue to pull out results is going to be sustainable for the rest of the season? Uh, I hope so. You know, I think when um, my my experience in this league has always been that at home you play with a uh, a different level of confidence. It's almost your expectation before the game leads you to believe that you're going to perform well, which is going to hopefully put you in a position to to get a good result. And and the opposite for being on the road. You know that you're traveling. You know you're going to be in a hotel. You know that the team's going to have uh, their fans behind them. And it's almost your expectations um, of what you're about to encounter almost lead to the performances, right? So some of the things that we've talked about is um, we're going out and, and, and approaching the game the same way. In particular, the last, the, the, you know, the, the first half in Nashville wasn't indicative of that. That was more indicative of, you know, we're going to be, you know, they're opening up a new stadium, you know, they haven't lost in 20 games. Um, and that's definitely not something that I ever say to the group. Um, but in the second half of the Nashville game, it was like we, we – we believed that we had a, we were going to win the game, and, and I think that's really about the mindset um, that we need to have when we're on the road. Is 
listen, the expectation is that most teams in the MLS lose when they're on the road. So if we go in with like, okay, we're down 1-0, let's really approach this game. Again, not recklessly, but with a brave, a courageous mentality is, is what I think is the most important. Because as you saw at the weekend, when we, when we, when we have good structure, when we move the ball quickly and purposefully uh, you know, through the different phases, you know, I think we're a, a really good team. And so I think it's first and foremost, it's the mentality you take in uh, to those road games that will kind of put you in a place to get results. And Pablo, last thing for me, um, I, I, at, at times I'm, the team has, has obviously struggled at points throughout this season. And it's, it's very interesting to me how uh, this team has a game against NYCFC where they, they end up losing six to zero and then, the team comes back and wins games against, you know, LA at the LA Galaxy uh, against Austin that are very, very good teams in the West this year. Um, I, I know you've talked so much about having the right mentality, but w- what else? What else is it that you do particularly to get everything you possibly can out of these players? We've talked about Andrew Brody scoring the game-winning goal in his first MLS goal. Like, what is it that you do to get to get these guys up for every single match? Um, I, you know, I think a big part of sport for me is a culture, um, and creating an environment where, um, you understand that you're going to make mistakes, but that there's going to always be a good reaction, uh, to that mistake. In other words, encourage players to be brave with the ball, um, knowing that if it doesn't go our way, that we have a great reaction behind the ball and we can win the ball back quickly or we can get in a shape and, and, and defend and get the ball back again. And I think it's, it's never about focusing on the mistakes. It's focusing on the mindset to be okay with making mistakes but having a good reaction to it. And I think that's the same type of thing on a bigger scale when you're talking about results from that, you know, the performance in New York, which, again, I think a, a lot of uh, a lot of times – I think people that haven't been in locker rooms before fail to understand the impact that emotions have with players. And it could be one individual player that then is a contagion to the rest of the group, both in a positive and negative way. And when I think that New York game, it was really, we couldn't, there wasn't enough believers on the day. Um, and obviously you lose 6-0, you know, and then we come back, uh, go to Portland, have a really steely performance and, and get and kind of change that mindset and then we come home and and play a good game against LA and I think that's the mindset is you can have a bad performance you can have a bad play what's the reaction to it create a culture where you have a bunch of guys that are working hard for each other um, and are willing to overcome difficult circumstances and I think that's that that's that's the biggest part for me if if you have a a bunch of guys that really enjoy coming to work every day you create a great environment for training for learning for improving um and, and you have a bunch of guys that really like each other and work hard for each other. And I think it gives you your best chance in a league like the MLS. Thanks, Wobble. All right, we'll move on to Joseph. Hey, Pablo, uh, I've got one question in Spanish for you. I'll leave it to the end. Uh, but first, can you just give any updates on the status of uh, Anderson Julio and Demir Krylock with their injuries? Um, Anderson, uh, I, I think the... Diagnosis is better than we what we anticipated, given how uh, you know how quickly he felt it and 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 how much pain he was in. Um, after further 
tests, it looks like he's still going to be out for a few weeks, but not as long as a, a, a really bad hamstring pull would be. So that's really up. That's, I mean, we couldn't be more um, excited about that news given the, the, the way it all happened. And then Dami is uh, continuing to improve. Um, unfortunately, the back is a situation is, is, is a part of the body that uh, affects a lot of the nerves that also affects different parts of the body as well. And so he's progressing every day. I'd be hesitant to give you a timeline because I asked this morning and uh, there's no timeline. So it's, it's, it's wait and see. And it could be one of those things where in two days it feels great and now he's moving forward faster than we thought. Or it could be that it takes a little bit more time and, and we'll have to you know, wait and see. So it's, it's up in the air as to his return, but I will say that he is progressing uh, every day. Thank you. And then... Uh, can you just get any comments on the David Ochoa situation? Uh, there have been a lot of rumors flying around and just any clarification you have on his status. No, again, as I mentioned after the game, you know, he's, he's going through uh, some, some stuff, you know, off the field, some personal stuff. And uh, again, just want to create enough space to allow him to kind of sift through that, uh, both emotionally and psychologically, until he's in a position to, uh, you know, be 100% in with the group and, and be able to contribute. Thank you. And then uh, now for Spanish, ayer se anunció que Rubén se cambió de selección a la selección guatemalteca. Quería escuchar sus comentarios sobre eso y qué es su situación con la selección de Guatemala. Sí, yo creo que es muy importante para para un jugador que representa su país. Y yo creo que he hablado mucho con con Rubio sobre ese tema. Está muy contento eh, para el desafío que está de frente con, con Guatemala y creo que le da un, otra oportunidad de seguir su carrera de otra manera. Y para mí, eh, la, las elecciones siempre le da confianza al jugador y estoy, estoy muy... Eh, espero que cuando empiece a jugar ahí, llegue a nuestro equipo con, con mucha confianza. 